Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 74, Plainness. Hello, welcome back. I'm excited to be doing another episode of this podcast. Last week I had a cold, which I'm still fighting, but I, you know, who can focus on that, by the way? Who can focus on having a cold when we are now in fall? This is my favorite time of year. And if you don't live in Utah, this is the time of year to come and visit now and through October. The weather has changed just enough that it can be warm during the day and then crisp at night. And the leaves, they're beginning to change. And it's beautiful. If you drive up into the mountains, you just will feel that cool air, but feel the sunshine on you and then see the pristine surroundings. It's beautiful. And I love the weather during this time of year. It can be cloudy one day with some drizzle, and then the next day it can be just beautiful, bright and sunny, and not a cloud in the sky. I'm already, I'm already turning on those pumpkin spice candles, which I love. <laughs> I'm fighting off the urge to start making that pumpkin chocolate chip bread, which is really cake. <laughs> But I guess we feel better if we call it bread. And by the way, I'm not telling you to go and buy the cream cheese that's pumpkin spice and then put it on top of that bread because then it's like icing. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do that, ladies. (laughs) Anyways, I love it. And I was also married this time of year. And so it just adds to the nostalgia that fall days bring for me. And so I just thought I would share with you some of the simple things that I'm delighting in right now. And I hope you're finding those things as well. Remember that if you can find time to give this podcast a rating, I would love it. I have a goal to reach 100 by the end of this year, and I could, I could use your help, and I would appreciate it so much. Okay, now, into the scriptures. So as I was studying 2 Nephi chapter 25, I was impressed by the use of the word plain. You can tell a lot about people by the words they choose to use. Have you noticed? Someone who says words like awesome or that's amazing. Those words tend to have an enthusiastic view of life. The punch that in which people are using them to tell their stories is similar, I believe, to the punch that these people bring to life who use these words. Someone who uses the word perfect a lot. They tend to appreciate exactness and order. You might think to yourself, wait a second, I use those words all the time and those words do not describe me. But think about who you might have even picked those words up from and it most likely will describe them. And I bet it's describing you in those moments. Anyways, Looking back through Nephi's writings, I've noticed that Nephi uses the word plain to describe the intent of his work and also the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he uses it a lot in his writings. 
In fact, in 1 Nephi chapter 13, he uses the word plain 11 times to describe the truths that have been omitted from the Bible over the years. I think there's an argument that can be made that Nephi's use of the word plain describes him and what he actually delights in. And it also can describe our Heavenly Father and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the word plain, at least in my mind, when you exclude it from how it's used here in the scriptures, well, it conjures up images of lacking beauty or without luster, like no noticeable features whatsoever. I think in literature, when they describe the heroine as being plain, that's what they're referring to. But that is not what the definition of the word as written here in Nephi's books contains. Plainness defined is lacking ornament. It's pure. It is free of extraneous matter or it's unobstructed. And think of what a blessing it is to have the gospel without fluff. That must be parted in order for us to reach its meaning. To be plain is to be free of impediments to view. Therefore, to be plain is to be obvious. Therefore, plainness is evident to the mind or the senses. It's clear and it's characterized by its simplicity. It's not complicated and it is both lacking beauty or ugliness. Or in other words, it is what it is. And to me, that is beauty. When something is plain, it is suitable to belong to the masses, which is an interesting element of the definition, yet it fits so nicely when referring to Nephi's life's work to talk of Christ and to preach of Christ and to bring his children unto Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is plain in that it can be for the highest kings of the earth and also apply to the humble with no differentiation. It is intended for all. As I skimmed first and second Nephi, looking at the meaning behind the word plain, I saw that it was often referring to expressing oneself without flattery, without frilly words that lose the meaning within the message, and that it is used to be honest. It is truth without obstruction. It is truth intended to be obvious. And when Nephi uses the word plainness, it was his way of stating that what he had to say was going to be direct and personal and clear. If the Jews in Jerusalem or his brothers Laman and Lemuel, if Nephi's children or even us question whether or not he is talking to us, we need not. He is plainly talking to us. No doubt his words are intended to be personal and also to belong to the masses. So Nephi uses the word to insist on being taken at face value. He is telling us there are no hidden messages here. There's no tricking, no exceptions or layers. His teachings are not like the teachings that the prophets needed to do with the Jews in Jerusalem. And just like the use of our words describe our character, the use of plainness describes Nephi. He is truth. He is honest. He does not flatter. 
He doesn't beat around the bush or feel the need to be fluffy in his communication. What he has to say is too important for that. So he is direct and he is personal. I imagine that to have had a conversation with Nephi would feel like your soul was exposed. I imagine that he had a way of seeing right into the soul of whoever he was speaking to. That he did not hesitate to call out his people for being stiff-necked. We see that in the scriptures. He already knew that that would be their downfall. So no doubt he was an expert at identifying it. I believe Nephi was a man that could be trusted because he valued speaking plainly. His people didn't have to question where he stood. Though we are all multi-layered and somewhat complicated, I believe that because Nephi so valued this attribute of plainness, he must have been single-minded. There was no doubt what side of the line Nephi stood. This man had integrity. Nephi knew that the words of Isaiah were not plain to us. Isaiah's words aren't necessarily direct, clear of obstruction, or uncomplicated. And so Nephi validates us on this point. But he also, in verse 5, he verifies that the Jews, they did understand the things of the prophets. He also, in verse 4, He gives us hope that if we desire to have Isaiah's words be plain to us, there's a way. And if you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have been given the tool necessary to make Isaiah's words plain to you. Nephi says that Isaiah's words are plain unto all those who are filled with the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the working of the Holy Ghost within us. It is the guidance that we receive, the enlightenment that expands our minds. It is the streams of understanding that you recognize as being heavenly as you study the word of God and when you bear testimony of Jesus Christ. When you're standing there bearing testimony and you have streams of thought coming into your mind, that is the Holy Ghost and that is you experiencing the spirit of prophecy. The Spirit can be plain to us. And if it isn't, I urge you to strengthen your relationship with Father so that His Spirit can speak plainly to you. I think it's remarkable. It's a remarkable promise of Nephi's that Isaiah's words can be plain. It can be suitable to the masses, not just the intellectual but the spiritually meek as well. And with all that being said and being true, my mind gave a mental exhale (laughs) when I began reading Nephi's words again because they are plain and they aren't complicated. And compared to Isaiah's, they are easy to understand. He intentionally is so. And why? It's because Nephi does not want us to err. He does not wish us to misunderstand. He wants to be as clear 
as direct, as transparent, as simple, and as uncomplicated as possible. He knows how it's all going to go down with his people. And he knows how it will go down before the Savior comes again with us. And this tender-hearted man, whose soul aches because of the knowledge he possesses, desires to sweep into the Lord's embrace as many of God's children as he possibly can. What a pure heart. I love him. He is a meek servant of God. And I can imagine Nephi pondering continually, searching for the right words that he might write them down in such a way that they are going to be so plain and transforming to us that when we read them, we will have so many aha moments and we will desire to change our hearts because of his words. My heart loves this man because of his careful stewardship over not only his people, but over me. He desires us to not err. And it is not only he who possesses this attribute. It is not only he who does not desire us to err or to misunderstand, but this is the attribute of our Lord. Nephi writes in 2 Nephi chapter 26, For none of these iniquities come of the Lord. For he doeth that which is good among the children of men, and he doeth nothing save it be plain unto the children of men. And he inviteth them all to come unto him and partake of his goodness. And he denieth none that come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. And he remembereth the heathen. And all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile. The iniquities being referred to here is about priestcraft, which we'll discuss in a future episode. But the intention of the Lord is always to invite. And this isn't a wishy-washy invitation. No, this is a plain invite. Come unto me. This invite is clear and it is honest without obstruction, without layers to push away in order to be able to get its message. His intention is to give us his goodness. This isn't something that he has set aside for some man-made perceived privilege. All are privileged to his goodness. All can partake of his goodness. All those who seek after him. All are welcome. He plainly communicates that to us, to every single one of us. In 2 Nephi chapter 31, Nephi exclaims that his soul delights in plainness. When he preaches of the doctrine of Christ, he desires to do it plainly. He says, For after this manner doth the Lord God work among the children of men. For the Lord God giveth light unto the understanding. For he speaketh unto men according to their language unto their understanding. The Lord does not work in strange and mystical ways. We must be careful not to complicate his workings in our life. He works plainly with us. He works plainly among us. So taking this scripture, we can add to our definition 
light. That when something is plain, it brings light. It is clear without obstruction and intended to be obvious. And you can see how light would then be able to shine through if that's how the message was. Because Nephi delights in plainness, I believe we can easily say that he delights in light. Jesus' light. In fact, Nephi's words are, I glory in plainness. I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus. For he hath redeemed my soul from hell. So much does Nephi delight and expand in the plainness of the gospel of Jesus Christ that his soul mourns when his people or us are too stiff-necked to accept the simplicity of the gospel's message. This example is found in 2 Nephi chapter 32, where his people, after being taught the doctrine of Christ, simply put, which is to have faith in Jesus Christ and to repent, to be baptized, and then to receive the Holy Ghost. His people questioned, then what should we do? And after this step, after leading his people to Jesus Christ. Nephi's hope was that they would know that now what they should do is they should keep following Jesus Christ. In short, he answered them, I told you that after receiving the Holy Ghost, you should speak with the tongue of angels. Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. They speak the words of Christ. Therefore, Nephi instructs us to feast upon the words of Christ. They will tell you all things what ye should do. He plainly counsels with them and with us that if you don't understand, it's because you don't ask. You're not knocking. Nephi is asking his people to keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate matters and pray to God for your answers, and he will direct you. Nephi, of all people, has a very plain testimony of prayer and of the Lord directing him. Here he has done everything he can to bring his people into the light, and now he fears that they will perish in dark because they aren't seeing the plain and simple things that they must do to come unto Christ. They aren't grasping that by doing so, they are learning to self-govern and to stand firm in their testimonies. That once they have entered in by the way, receiving the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will now show unto them all things that they should do. Again, This is the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and it is plain. And Nephi says his soul mourns because his people are not searching for knowledge, nor are they understanding great knowledge when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. So I had a biopsych teacher who taught us the KISS principle. (laughs) Keep it simple, stupid which I thought was ironic because it was a challenging class for me. Nonetheless, I can see in Nephi's repeated use of the word plain 
that he works in the same optimistic vein as my teacher did, that this can be grasped and practiced by all of us who hear this message. So, are you living in the plainness of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Not the complicated version, the simple, the plain version. Not the one where answers to prayers are difficult to obtain, where you're unsure if you have belonging in his gospel or in his church, where the heaviness of unrepented actions are weighing you down, and where you cannot feel the love of God. Did you know that all of this is available to you right now? But we, like the Nephites, we're going to need to turn away from our pride from our stiff necks. We're going to need to see the light and the clarity of the Savior's message. We will need to see how it applies to us, not just to others, but to us in a very real and personal way. We will need to see how we need to repent and then diligently invite the sweet, uncomplicated spirit into our lives. We will need to cast off complicated, and find delight, like Nephi, in the plainness of our Lord's message. Sister Scriptorians, I encourage you to practice plainness, plain in your speech, truthful, clear, and uncomplicated. Seek after the clarity of light by asking Father how you can prepare yourself to receive it. Especially when darkness wants to give you all the evidence of how you don't qualify for it. Trust in the Lord. He does not desire you to err or to misunderstand. Make it a great day.